In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Idrisheson, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. Friday, I began to speak on how to maximize the ongoing disruption. Peradventure, you don't know what the word disruption means. It speaks of disturbance or problem which interrupts an event, activity, or faces, or processes. You know, when there's a disruption, there is there's chaos. Things that are, you know, not in line with the normal operation gets injected that upsets systems. And as a result of that, a lot of people are thrown, are thrown into confusion. If, if there are things that comes alongside with disruption, is the word confusion and destruction. People get destroyed when there's disruption, naturally speaking. People get replaced. There are always changes when there's a disruption. And the Lord told me, he said, the, the ongoing global disruption that you are experiencing in your time, I know about it. And it's supposed to work for you, not against you. So whatever is going on in your space, in your industry, in your city, in your nation, is in your favor. Oh my God, you didn't hear me. Oh, okay. I think she was the only one that said amen. I said, what is happening? Presence is in your favor. Lift up her right hand and say, nothing Nothing. works against me. Everything works for me. Including your boss. Your boss is working for you. He thinks you are working for him. No, he's working for you. Your city is working for you. Your industry is working for you. Your space is working for you. Your nation is working for you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it says all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So if we're people of God's purpose, if we're loved by God, if we love God, and that's who we are. It says we have nothing to be afraid of. What scares the world should not scare you. And that's why you should have your mind on him more than news. If you listen to too much news, you will get scared. I know some of you want to argue with me. No, no, no. I just want to be current. Now, listen, you will not just be current. You will become damaged. I realized that about 20 years ago when I just moved into this country, especially news at night, somebody must get killed. I mean, and the way they announce it, they make it look like every street. Do you know there are people scared to come to your city? Oh, you don't know? 
Because the impression CNN has given is that they are just shooting everybody in Chicago. And I've been, I've been in this country, I mean, this city for over 20 years. Nobody has ever pointed a gun at me before. And are, nobody's going to kill me anyhow. Don't you ever say, I can't die. I can't die. Like, a like a chicken. I have a purpose. I go every side, north side, south side, east side, west side. It does not cross my mind that somebody will point God. Why? He said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But, there, you know, there are people who sit on every news. When you already have the news, what are you doing looking to, I mean, building around fake news? You know, our former president made us to realize most of the news that comes from the news channels are what? Fake news. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm going to start casting out democratic spirit right now. I feel an anointing of the Holy Ghost. Every spirit of democracy out. They come away. He says, Pastor, Pastor sounds like Republican. I'm Jesus' party. Somebody shout hallelujah. I know some of you, your muscles, your veins, everything comes out. Once it does, it's, it's not aligning with your party line. You are Jesus' body or not. That's your primary party. Don't you never say, do you belong to Jesus? Or to one of these fake parties? None of either of them, Democrats, no, they are fake. I'm serious. Don't build your life around fake systems. Trump used to be a Democrat, but he realized he could win easily on Republican platform. Even his Republican is questionable. That's for another day. So we don't build our lives around news coming from around us because we already have our news. In the season of farming, he said you will still be fat. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Am I talking to somebody this morning? So whatever is happening in the industry does not touch you because you have a covenant advantage. There's something about being conscious of what you have in the blood of Jesus more than what obtains naturally. A little boy, teenager, knew enough that Goliath was not big enough to defeat God. Hey, he didn't have the muscles, he didn't have the build. He didn't have the experience. That was why in the first place, they did not take him along. And yet, he knew by revelation that this Goliath is nothing. There are a lot of things you have exalted in your life because of lack of revelation. Oh my God. Oh my God. I remember several years ago, December 31st service, watch night service. You know, a lady came to me, mainly. when everybody was saying Happy New Year, she came to me and said, Pastor, they're, they're, they're going to lay off 1,200 people in my workplace. I'm like, is that your Happy New Year? I looked at her. I said, what's your name? Is it 1,200 people? He said, no, he said, get out of my face. Everybody's rejoicing. You can't even rejoice. What you have on your mind is they are laying people off. Do you, like, do you look like one of the people that will be laid off? She was shocked. So after a few weeks, she came back to me and said, Pastor, you didn't lay me off. Like I would be impressed. I said, really? Were you expecting to be laid off? 
When you don't have a revelation of God, you will submit to any nonsense. News are flying around and you will take it as your news. You will go to, to a place and they will say, two out of five people are likely to die of cancer. And you believe that's your news. And you start meditating on it because your mind has too much free space. He said, in this book, you will meditate day and night. In other words, not only when you are carrying your Bible during quiet time, the word ought to be on your mind all the time. And if anything that does not align to the word wants to come, the word on your mind, we, we slap it back. I don't just intake anything. If it does not align with my covenant, it's not my news. I just walk away. That is not my news. I said, that is not my news. I said, that, the next time I catch you meditating on interest rate, we will fight. What's your problem? I remember, I think they've stopped it now. Maybe they're still doing it because I don't notice again. There was a time on I-94. I don't know if you noticed. 70 people died last week. I don't know if you noticed. I mean, what kind of update is this? Why can't you announce 100 children were giving back to last week? Do you have to tell me how many people got killed? And the more people hear it, the more there's a manifestation of death. Because faith and fear work based on the same principle. Faith comes by hearing, and how does fear come? And what you fear will eventually happen to you. The same way what you have faith in will manifest in your life. If you have faith in the word of God, there will be a manifestation of the word of God. It is a spiritual principle. This physical world is ruled from a, a bigger realm. It's the realm of the spirit. And in that realm, everything runs by words. Words are important. What you allow to enter into your system is what determines your future. Where you are today is a product of the words you are saying yesterday. And where you are going tomorrow, you are presently making it by your words. I said this several years ago. I said, none of my children will need a school loan. At that time, when I started saying it, I was broke. But I was not speaking based on what was in my account. If my kids were to go to school at that particular time, it would have taken heaven, earth, all the other planets. They would have to come together. To bail me out. But two of them, I'm in college now. And it does not even touch me. The bills get paid and we move on. Thank God for favor. The one, I mean, scholarship covers fine. And the rest, God pays. Because after all, I did not God's children. Oh, come on, talk to me. I said, I did not God's children. God gave me a revelation several years ago before I started having my children. He said, listen, he said, for every child I send your way, already have their provision. All this worrying over God's children is irresponsible. Hey, you didn't hear me. They are more of God's children than they are your children. Just because he released them to you to watch over them does not make you primarily responsible for them. More than you are responsible for your children, God is responsible for them. 
And that's what you take it to go. Oh, they're going to school. They are your children. Pay for them. And we ensure everything that they need to live a decent life, an excellent life, is provided for. But if your mind is full of, you know, statistics, according to statistics, 80% of people that go to school in America take loan. So statistics are more real to you than the word of God. So there's a disruption going on. It's clear. I told you last week, 44 days, prime minister, that's record. I've been around for over 50 years. Even Mr. Ruku would have been around for over 75 years. I don't think she has seen him before. That prime minister was around for 44 years, 44 days. I didn't say 44 days. Anybody want to question that? Have you seen it before? I'm not talking about some remote African countries. I'm talking about United Kingdom. It was so bad that the guy that was there before flew back because they were considering him. Bridget just said, I have a chance, I have a chance. I was, it looked like a drama. Is this Hollywood, Nollywood, Bollywood? Which of the wood is going on? The first time I saw Henry, she's likely to resign. I'm like, no. When was she sworn in? Mm-hmm. Barely six weeks ago. Resign? That is how messy things are. As of two months ago, what was the hearing is, UK is not right for a prime minister that is not white. And now UK has... Where is he from? Where is he from? India, you lied. It's Africa. Both of his parents are from Africa. If you have ever met any Indian from Kenya, South Africa, Tanzania before, you'll be shocked. I have a few friends, a few of them as friends. They're my African brother. I'm serious. And they are not making it up. It's real to them. I know of one whose name is Femi. And he believes he's Nigerian. I have a friend in South Africa, David Sagateva, who was talking the other day. I went to preach in South Africa. This should have been like nine years ago. And he was talking about Indians in India. I said, those guys. I'm like, those guys? I said, yes, the Indians. I'm like, who are you? He said, no, 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 I'm a South African. I'm like, you know him. I was looking at him. I was trying to be respectful. Those guys, they are... He said, no, 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 no. I went to visit them the other day. I just realized I couldn't cope. He said, hey, Pastor, you should understand. I'm a South African. I'm like, really? But what I see, he says, you're an Indian. Say, nah, 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 nah. So you call him Indian, but the guy calls himself an African. Because his parents are from Tanzania and Kenya. And all of a sudden, you know, look at that. If I, that's, that concussion is very interesting. Indians will claim, Africans will claim, Tanzania say, oh, it's a boy there. In Kenya say, it's a boy. Indians say, can't you see the way it looks? <laughs> the three factors, two months ago, were major factors that should work against him. But because of the disruption, nobody cared. At least we need a prime minister because things are so messy. We don't know who can fix it. And it seems this one can fix it. 
Look at the way he was even doing all his, all his worship as he was entering. <laughs> you saw it. Oh, you didn't see it. He was literally doing all the Hindu stuff in front of number 10 as he was walking. He was boldly, dis- he was not even, and some of you, when he's asked you to pray at workplace, um, let's pray to the universe. <laughs> You can't even pray in the name of Jesus because, you know, I, I don't want to offend anybody. The guy didn't care. He did all this Hindu stuff. The cameras were there. He didn't care. That is how chaotic you like. If anybody had told you 10 years ago that that would happen in England in 2022, how many people would have believed where it happened? It reminds me of how Esther walked into the palace and they did not even realize it was not one of them. Esther without profile, without pedigree, without parents. All the peace were lacking. No pedigree, no profile, no parents. But the favor of God was on him. Can I prophesy on somebody? I declare in this season of disruption, where pedigree, profile, degree, qualification, or connections in the natural can't get you to, favor will get you there. Amen. That's what happens in disruption. There's so much confusion that nobody cares where you are coming from. Vashti had left the palace. They just want somebody to be their queen. And by the way, Vashti didn't do anything that bad. I mean, no woman wants to be treated the way her husband treated her. And by the way, he was a drunk king. But nobody cares as far as they were concerned. You know, how dare you disrespect the king? God was setting up the stage for Esther. It was not about the king. It was not about Vashti. It was about God's purpose. I declare this morning by the the divine purpose of God. I see you walking into positions, into platform, into spaces, into into spaces that there was no, there's no way in the natural. You could have gotten there, but by the favor of God in the name of Jesus. Disruption creates opportunity for favor to elevate. It was the disruption in the palace during the time of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that created the opportunity for Hebrews boys, Hebrew boys to be in government. These are supposed to be slaves, people that were captive, captured in Israel, brought to Babylon. All of a sudden, there was a disruption in the palace. The king had a dream, and there was nobody to interpret. I don't know if you know the story. At that point, nobody cares where you are from. Nobody cares whether you, are, you were born there or you are an immigrant. They just wanted a solution. And guess who had solution? Daniel. I declare by the Holy Ghost. In this season, God will set you up in places and spaces by favor. And your name will be exalted. God will literally promote you and give you opportunities that you could not have gotten your way by, by yourself in the name of Jesus. That's what happens in disruption. Opportunities will show you off. There will be opportunities and favor. You know, when there's an opportunity and you are favored, nobody cares about your background. The same way Daniel had favor with the chief Enoch. Esther had favor with everyone that came in contact with her. That process 
I want to speak by the Holy Ghost over somebody. This is a prophetic service. I thought I would be able to teach, but there's a prophetic service, and I need you to be sensitive. I declare by the Holy Ghost in this season, even positions that you are not qualified for naturally, that you don't positions that you have you don't have experience for. I declare by favor, you will have opportunities to sit there. I'm saying somebody is going to get into a conversation very soon. Oh, and protocols will be bypassed. Policies will be put aside. Oh, come on, get on your feet. Who is, who is hearing me? And things that are not normally done, things that are not normally done, will be done to ensure that your prophecies are fulfilled. That's what happened in disruption. Because everybody is looking for survivor. It's about who has solution. And God is saying, I'm going to be giving solutions to my children. Amen. Any child of God who's ready to have solutions, you just say, okay, 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 okay. You're supposed to go to stage one, stage two. But you know what? We're moving from stage one to stage six. Because by that time, policies will not matter. Protocols will not matter. All these steps that have been... No, 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 no. Is a guy. Who am I talking to this? I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I see somebody, you're about to end up in an office and you will not have anyone that is your kind. Oh, you didn't hear me. You will wake up every day and say, what am I doing here? When people are saying, oh, I have this number of experience. I went to this school. In fact, you will not just mention your school. There's no points. Because mentioning your school, we open up a can of, just say, really? That's, oh, wow. You went to Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania. Wow, I know that school. You better know how to package yourself. When you're in palace, you hacked royal. Oh, boy, that's a good school. You've done well for yourself. Wow, wow. That's good. Fake it. It's okay. Don't start looking like a village brother. Ah, that's the school you went to. Oh my God. Nobody in my family has. If I hear that, I will disown you. Lift up your toes and shout favor. In destruction, favor elevates. Conversations that normally should not be had will be had. People that we normally should not have us access, we have access. Amen. All of a sudden, Daniel got to the king and he was talking to the king. He said, okay, concerning your matter, I can fix it. Just give me time. And the king said, I don't care. Just solve the problem. And Daniel was such a covenant man. You know, when he was solving the problem, he took the collaboration of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Of, of course, God revealed it to him, but they prayed together. Don't you never say, in this season, in this season you, need people you need people in your space, in your space that, can that can pray together and believe God together. And by the way, when God now brings the promotion, don't forget them. Because the Bible says in Daniel chapter 2, verse 49, that the moment Daniel was promoted, he recommended his brothers. Some of us are too selfish. Say, God did it. He raised me. 
There were people that were with you, that prayed with you. Make sure they are raised with you. That's covenant sense. He said, oh, sir, 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 I know you are making me the governor. But can we have those boys in the cabinet too? And at that time, anything. Even Joseph, who was wronged by his brothers. Look at the way he treated his brothers. And he got there. Some of us, for some of us, we want to change the color of our skin. I'm serious. Just want to look a certain way, you know. You know, since God has promoted, that's foolish. Lift up your two hands and declare. Say, say loud and clear. Say, I declare, I declare in this season, in this season of, disruption, of disruption, I have, I have supernatural, supernatural advantage. advantage. Sit down, sit down. So that it won't be said that I didn't teach. Let me tell you a few things. I want to say, Pastor, what did he talk about? It was just a disruption, disruption. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, you want to write, write. I know there are so many scholars here. Start writing. Destruction does not have to lead to your destruction. Now, you know, your rhymes, right? I got it. I got, I got vibes. Destruction does not have to lead to what? Your destruction. Generally, in destruction, there's, people get destroyed. But God told me, he said, you don't have to be what? Destroyed. Because you have a covenant advantage. Genesis chapter 26. Isaac was going to leave that location because there was famine. Which simply means crops were not, you know, farming. Like they should form, you know. The farming system was messed up by the famine. But God insisted, stay in the land. He said, the covenant I made with your father will protect you. And because of that covenant, Isaac sold in the land. And in the same year, he reaped what? Hundredfold. So he was not destroyed by what was happening in the natural. Because by covenant, he had the capacity to function from a superior realm. So he imposed the supernatural on the natural. And I'm speaking to a generation that will impose the supernatural on the natural. Where are they? Say after me, say, I will not be destroyed in this disruption because I have a capacity in the supernatural. Did you get it? Disruption is not a new thing. Genesis 26.1. Oh my God, this has never happened before. Genesis 26, verse 1. He said there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. What is going on now has happened before. Was it 2009? Or thereabout? In fact, it took like two, three years. Everything was crashing. In fact, this is the beginning. No, I'm not prophesying doom. I'm a prophet of good things. But listen, there's nothing happening. The interest rate you are seeing for the first time Maybe you are so young when it happened the last time. This is not the first time it will get this bad. So there's nothing new, but there's a system that works in every disruption. It's the system of God. So it's not a new thing. Three, you must be able to see God in the disruption. Hmm. 
Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. So when there's a disruption, just know there is a God that is still real and running things. Look at what Daniel said about him. He says, he, referring to God, changes the times. <laughs> Could it be that what you're experiencing, God is the one regulating it. He changes what? The times and the seasons. He removes kings so that new kings can be raised. So, could it be that God is the one engineering the whole thing to install his new kings? Where are the new kings? Are they here? So, you must be able to see God in what? In the destruction. Is it very clear? How many things have I given you now? Three. Four. Darkness does not scare God. Oh, he's so dark. What are we going to do, God? Do you have an idea? Daniel chapter 1, verse 22. Darkness does not scare God. Daniel chapter 2, and verse 22. Darkness does not scare God. Look at, look at it. It said, God reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. Hey. It's so dark. I don't know what to do. God is not clueless. Every dark situation is known to God. He says, and light dwells with him. I, I was quoting from this scripture on Friday. And you know what I had in my spirit? And solution dwells in him. In every darkness, God has the solution. That unpacks it and resolves it. Do we have children of God in the house? Come on, where is you? I'm looking for you. Where are, the, where, are the, where are God's kids? People that have his DNA, they have his life, they have his spirit, they have his name. Where are they? I can't see them. I'm still looking for them. I said, where are the children of God? Okay, oh, one is there. I said, where are the children of God? If he knows what is in the darkness and it's your dad and he loves you, do you know what he does? He gives you what is in the darkness. He reveals every problem. There's a key to resolving it in God. He said he knows what is what in darkness. He said light dwells in him. If you are his, that means you have access to the solution to every darkness. Hmm. I'm giving you four, right? Five. You have capacity to deal with any storm. Maybe there's a storm in, the, in your industry. There's a storm in your nation. You got the capacity. Matthew chapter 14 verse 22. The disciples of Jesus, they were traveling from one location to another. They were in the ship. He was not with them. He was praying in another location. And right there, when they were going through what they were going through, guess what? They looked out. In the fourth hour of the night, when it was so turbulent, and what did they see? They saw Jesus walking on stormy water. He was trying to make a statement. This does not scare me. The storm around you, the storm in your industry, the storm in your space does not scare Jesus. And Jesus is saying, not only will I walk on it, I will invite you to join me in walking on it. Because when Peter said, will you bid me to come? He quickly gave out the invitation. So at the end of the day, it was Peter and Jesus 
walking on the storm. Turn to your neighbor and say, we declare. declare. Say it together. Say, we declare. declare. This present storm, storm. we are walking on it with Jesus. So if Jesus can walk on it, I can walk on it. No storm scares him and no storm scares me. Six. Devotion is the key, is key in destruction. Devotion, devotion to God. Devotion. I know some of us are very devoted to ourselves. We love ourselves. The Bible says in the last days, men shall be lovers of their selves. Just love you. Just love you. But God is saying, okay, I love you. But I need you to come to a point that can trust you. Because devotion is when you get to that place that God can literally commit the assignment of a generation in your hands because you are, trust, you are trustworthy. Daniel got to Babylon, but he never forgot about what he was taught in Israel. Verse 8 of Daniel chapter 1 says, Daniel proposed in his heart not to defile himself. It was not like somebody was monitoring him. Everybody can act nice in the public. But how do you act when there's nobody invigilating you? No supervisor. There's something about hearts that translates into acts. God sees it and God rewards it. He said, you know what? I, 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 I'm devoted to him. I'm devoted to him. I won't touch anything that will mess me up. Can we rise up? That's why I'm going to close. I'm devoted to him. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishasong. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.